Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. Mm. I'm Doge, and congratulations, you are being chunked. <laughs> and I'm Carter, and you can stand to see the Imperial <laughs> hunk right across the galaxy. That's a little Voldemort. Yeah, I have no idea. Was it supposed to be Forrest Whitaker? Because it was almost there. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. It's supposed Ooh. to be. I thought Ooh. his name was Saul. It's Saul. 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 Yeah. Saul Guerrera. Yes, sir. Yeah. More importantly, if we're talking about names, you named yourself Hunk. You did say Hunk. Can you explain? I have never been less afraid to set something up. You because you're being so cryptic about this yeah. whole thing. You. It has to be. So, have either of you been to Glorious? Yeah. Yeah. Glorious Latin cuisine. They're, yes, sir. They're like black bean dip that yep. they do. Oh, my goodness. Outrage. Chelsea Be and good. I are either thinking about going to Glorious or are at Glorious. Just at all times? All times. Yeah. 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 Uh, that to say, our most recent time into Glorious, our waiter, Josue, mm-hmm. looks at me and says, hey, man, welcome back. Glad to have you. Sits down, just smiling real big. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just Glorious, right? A- incredible service. He's friendly. He's obviously seen me here before. And me and Chelsea are like, that's kind of cool that he's like, hey, welcome back. It's cool yeah. to feel like regulars. You know, we love the community that we're in. And he's like, hey, man, uh, you were just in here recently, right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, I was, uh, I, I almost asked for your autograph. And I was like, what? what? And so selfishly, I was like, 
Does he listen to two chunks? Does he recognize my oh voice? That's my what I gosh. wanted really yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not what it was. Okay. He said, you look like the guy. What's the guy? Uh, the main guy from Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Oh, Carter. Sean. He said, I look, look like, like, Sean? like Lucas Sean. Black. <laughs> he wanted my autograph because <laughs> he said I look like Sean. <laughs> oh, Sean. Sean. Which like this Sean. is his IMDb picture. We've got like the same hairline. Oh, buddy. Let me see. Hey, bud. Oh, uh-oh, Carter. Hey, oh, Carter. No! Oh, no, Carter. <laughs> and I just got my hair cut. It's like exactly like that. Yeah, bud. You totally uh -oh, look Carter. like him. <laughs> Our those very own Sean. Yeah, for those of you uh, who this is your first time to ever listen to this Isn't your first name podcast. actually Sean? Isn't it Sean, Sean. Carter? John? No, Sean? I'm pretty sure it's Sean. No, it's not Sean. Sean but, Carter. Uh, yeah. That's why I'm the hunk because I look like wow. The connection was just wild to me. It was just perfect. <laughs> so I was gonna say, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, we have a love of, uh, a love affair with Fast and Furious. It's true. We love it so much, and we know Sean. We know Lucas Black is gonna be Sean, in Fast and the Furious Sean. Nine, which I think we might have made a blood oath to see all of those movies together. For the it's happening. We're yeah. going to as long as they make them. We're there, and I know this is going to affect the next time we watch. Like when we watch this in theaters, yeah, it certainly. feels like. I can't I, every time he's on screen. Oh, we're going to be, I'm going to start practicing this. Sure. So it's going to be a little uh, rusty right now, but tell me how this sounds for a starting place. Hey everybody, it's Lucas black. How does that sound? Yeah. Does that sound great? If I'm pointing yeah, we'll at do you, that. I mean, I'll sign autographs. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to double check. That's why I'll be like, nah, that's the dude who comes. No, it's the guy who ate five bowls of the black bean dip. <laughs> that's the one. That's for sure. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny that we're talking about this movie today too. So is it, yeah, Tokyo Drift, a Star Wars story. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> but what we are actually talking about is a movie known as Rogue, Rogue One, a Star, Star Wars, Wars story. story. Guys, it feels like it's been an eternity, but I'm glad we finally made it here. Because I'm excited to talk about this movie. Yeah, yeah, this one rules. Yeah, if, 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 if we've been doing this, this is dude? week uh -huh. eight. Wow. Yes, yes, eight weeks. Wow. My goodness, two months worth. Man, that's a lot of Star Wars. We still got a lot of to Star go Wars. too. Yeah, I think we should hear uh, one of them little synops. Synop what's the word? I think what Carter. Can you tell me how Lucas would say it? Oh, yeah, deliver, I don't know. deliver as Lucas. Hi, Doge. Yeah. <laughs> how about you hit me one of them spicy synopsis? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. I'm Perfect. gonna let him have this one. <laughs> vroom vroom. <laughs> yeah. Vroom. <laughs> Y'all, if he says that Vesper is not, I'm dead. <laughs> I get I get to stand up and scream if that's what happens. <laughs> this week's synopsis uh, sprung fully formed from the head of IMDb. I don't what? think that's the first time you've used that. Joke. Have I not? Have I said that before? I think so. I probably have. Uh, there's no author for this one, uh, and so uh, huh? the universe itself has given us these. It's sentences. like Anakin, exactly. <laughs> As the rebellion spreads its influence among people, the, ga <laughs> the Galactic Empire builds a super weapon capable of destroying an entire planet. A group of rebels disobeys orders and take a shuttle to go on a mission to steal plans that hide secrets on how to destroy this weapon of mass destruction. It's like a paint by numbers. People. It's like a paint by that's, numbers of that's synopsis. the best one. As the rebellion spreads its influence among people. I mean, could it? <laughs> it's not wrong. 
We must have the trees on our side. <laughs> like, what's the alternative? So I'm going to start me. this episode with a question that I have for Doge, our resident Wikipedia. Yes, sir. Doge, is there a single Bothan in this whole movie? There is not, but Mon Mothma gives the line, many Bothans died to bring us this information, and those are the plans for the second Death Star in Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yep. I don't know what a Bothan is. Nobody yep, really yep. does. I mean, I do. Explain. They're like furry looking dudes. You made that Dude, up. The best thing about the holiday Google season. Google it right now. Best thing about the holiday <laughs> season. Nope, you lied. <laughs> is when you look back at your Christmas list and realize everything's already been Bothan. These people love me so much. No. I refuse to, like to go, back, go back to the Sean stuff. That was Yeah, that, yeah that's your lane now, Sean. Fine. So, yeah, so that's, that's a... Uh, Bothans died getting the plans for the second Death Star. Gotcha. Yeesh. So we'll get Bothans a Star Wars story pretty soon. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so this movie kind of blew minds. It was the first Star Wars movie that was not like a numbered entry in the saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the scrolling credits aren't happening. Right, there's yeah. no scroll. So this was developed by uh, one of the employees of, of ILM, I believe, mm-hmm. which is Industrial Light and Magic, the, yeah. the special effects company that George founded in the late seventies to create star Wars. This was, uh, developed. I think his name is John Knoll. I'll have to double check that, but developed this in the mid two thousands, uh, right after revenge of the Sith came out when George was saying he was going to push star Wars to live action TV. So he had this plan. Uh, and then once he started writing it out, he fleshed it out and was like, the scope of this is probably not what we're going for, for this series. Right. Mm. Um, and so he just shelved it. And then, uh, Kathleen Kennedy tells a story of she'd been president of Lucasfilm for like 20 minutes before, Jeez. before he's in her office pitching this movie. Oh, and she's like, it. yeah, we actually have to do this one. I love that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it definitely feels like a movie that felt as though it needed to be made. Like it, yeah. it comes in with a lot of purpose and fills in a pretty huge blank. Yeah, that absolutely. I think a lot of people, myself included, were pretty hungry for. Yeah, it, it's it. This is connective tissue in the way that uh, Revenge of the Sith thinks that it is. Right. Yeah. No, I, that's a I think I agree put it. that. I, I think it's so cool too, especially after watching everything up to this point. Yeah. In such close proximity, honestly, in a healthy, yeah, amount of time because yeah. when I have binged before, it has been let's do it all, and then by halfway through return of the king i'm exhausted you know it's like yeah let's watch everything right but to do this be able to chew on it talk about it and come back yeah boy it's fun to see the old designs yeah again, yeah it is but on a newer thing i caught myself being like man forgetting that rogue one existed when i was watching uh the force awakens i was like it's cool yeah. to see it produced this way i wish the old ones right. had been produced this way yeah so they at least give us a very similar world. I mean, it's supposed to be. Sure. Very Imagine world. how surreal it is to go back and build the set of like the how Yavin much do you base. Love that? You know right. I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Something like, that I read on IMDb said that Gareth Edwards told his crew, if it wasn't available to build a set in the seventies, I don't want you to use it now. That's cool. So that it will look believable that this is leading several minutes up to. It's super, it super works though. It yeah, super totally. looks and feels like 1977 <laughs> totally. within the frame of this movie. And it's, it's cool too. It was like a tip of the hat to the kind of the timelessness of the designs of the original. Sure. Because it wasn't, it didn't fully feel retro. There's a yeah. retro to it. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. But in this world, it, like it still worked really well. Yeah. I think I agree with that. So, we start this movie off meeting just a whole handful of brand new characters. Yes. We meet uh, Galen, 
Uh-huh. Galen Urso, played by Mads Mikkelsen, who I love. Yep, Which, hey, can we get him playing Keanu Reeves' older brother or dad sometime soon? Yeah, that would be great. Interesting. My goodness. I, I, they're very different people. Sure. But especially, there's something, like, he's in some kind of 41 Ronin movie, yeah. Keanu Reeves is, uh-huh. where he's in the rain with long hair like that. And I was yeah. like, and they kind of talked the same. Anyways. Hey, hear me out. Ron Wick, his older brother. <laughs> Don. It's Don Wick. It's Don. Uh, what's up? You know My he can play Don. that role, though. Yeah. You know he can go in and kick some butt. Absolutely. Oh, big time. I would I would show up just to see him as Don Wick without any key on it. Don Wick. Without any context as to why Don's important, I would yeah. still I think his name is Don Wick Wick. Don Wick. Don Wick sounds Don Wick Wick. Yeah. I love itself. it. That's Absolutely. Very good. So Mads Mikkelsen, of course, shows up, and he's doing his thing, which is also good. I Fun don't planet. remember his wife's name. That's because she did. Lyra. Lyra. Yeah. Right. What planet is that with the black sands? Uh, they said it at the beginning of the movie. That's they fine. They said it in the subtitle. It's called Buca di Beppo. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. I think it's called Glorious. That's all Glorious bean dip. Bean dip. It's, bean yeah, dip. It's, just a, it's just a bean. <laughs> just full of bean dip. <laughs> Ooh. They call it bean oh. dip each. So. We meet yeah. Jin as well. This opening's really great. It is really good. I want to talk about Krennic. Yeah. So we see him for the first time here. Yes, sir. Um, ben Mendelsohn, who is... So the cast of this movie is just outrageous. Absolutely. It, I mean, nobody is delivering a half performance here. Everybody is so good. And it's like every time somebody comes on screen, I'm like, yeah, you should obviously be in Star Wars. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just so impressed kind of from top to bottom by everybody that's in this movie, but particularly... Um, ben Mendelsohn as Krennic is so petty. Yeah. And he's, he's really, really wonderful. Yeah. He's just gross, but I, in a really great way. Yeah. I think he plays this role a little better than Dom Nall. Yes. Very much. Sure. That, and see, I mean, that's, it feels similar. I guess that's what I was getting at last week when I said Dom Nall should have been older. Like if they were switched, like if that was Ben Mendelsohn. And Dom Nall in this one. Yeah. 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 I mean, sure. yeah. Dom, but even then it's like, ben just give Ben for both. Yeah. 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 I love Ben, but yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. But I love the idea here that we are watching the guy who is kind of in charge of this instrument that brings so much death. Like we watch sort of the idea grow legs, but we also get to see the guy who's running the whole operation and watch how unhinged he is. Mm-hmm. Talking about Krennic? Yeah. Orson. Well, yeah. and also with Galen, just yeah. watching the guy who, hey, this wouldn't have happened the way that it did without him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously I know duh, that's the whole movie, but it's such a cool concept that kind of gets to retcon how easy the trench run in four ended up being yeah, absolutely. with something that makes a lot of sense. And this that's is, rare in movies. This yeah. is reportedly the only Disney star Wars that George has had favorable comments about. Really? Because they, yeah. I mean, it's are, because it's his movie. Yeah. Like they just made a beginning part <laughs> yeah. to his movie. Right. Yeah. More than anything, this is a love yeah. story to episode four. I exactly. Think. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a really well done love story. Sure. For yeah. the movie, which is cool. So, I mean, uh Lilo dies, stitches fine, uh, yes. whatever Urso's yep. wife is. Wow. And uh Jen jumps in a bunker. She's like, peace. And Forrest Whitaker finds her. I love Forrest Whitaker. He is excellent in this. The character he's playing, Saw Guerrera, was introduced in a 2012 episode of The Clone Wars. Uh he and his sister Stila are uh, fighting with Jedi Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka 
and their clones uh, to liberate their planet from the separatists. Um, cool. Yeah. I'm getting so, close to that episode. I think. saw it's in the last season. So yeah. uh, saw quickly became a fan favorite. And then they were like, let's get Forrest Whitaker to play this guy that everybody knows and loves. That's already. awesome. I never knew that. Yeah. So right. it's, I wish we had, uh, I, I agree. I, I dump on, I wish we had more to his story. I, I guess we didn't need to, he's supposed to just be a side piece. Yeah. But I don't know. We can so, get to it in a little bit. Is he just tired of fighting? I find myself saying that a lot though. I mean, well, to answer your question first, like he's a veteran of the clone wars and then has been leading this, these kind of insurgencies against the empire for almost 20 years at this point. So dude's worn out. Um, I laughed because I also interpreted his, I can't run anymore as literal. As literal because of his, like like, I will slow you down. I literally cannot run anymore. Just go. So there's, there's some stuff that happens. I find myself saying Carter, what you said though, about man, I wish I had more to him about almost every character in this story. Sure. Like, I, I don't really feel like I get enough gin to be super, super impacted by her heel turn away from, I'm looking out for myself too. Yeah. I'm all about the greater good. Yeah. Right. I don't get enough of Cassian to like- Oh, who, who can get enough of Cassian? Turn. Well, the thing, like I, uh, and I, uh, there's one other thing in this movie that was vying for my super dumb, but I think at the end of the day, it comes down to my super dump is the pacing of this movie and the fact that, I don't know. It's hard. Maybe the fact that it exists is a bad way to say that, but like there's part of me that wishes they had waited on this until Disney plus and been like, Hey, this is a limited series. Yeah. That, I mean, because like to give us more of it, the, the scope of this story feels so clearly like it was designed for TV, like with all these locations, all these characters, like there's so much stuff that could fill, you know, we could easily fill eight to 10 hours with this story, with this cast of characters. Yeah. And it just feels so condensed. There, Everything there, happens so fast in the there movie. There is something kind of poetic about them not getting enough time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because it's like the whole plot of this is the people that are forgotten. Like, hey, there was a massive, like, how do you think we got here? You know, it's usually like, right. let's throw awards. And obviously they died, so they wouldn't be able yeah. to. But like, let's throw awards on the kid that blew up the Death Star and stuff and all that. Yeah. And and then but we just got this whole story and they went against all odds. Yeah. So I totally get that. Yeah. But part of me was like, I, that might just be an optimist to be like, you know what? This was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I hear you. I mean, we, we are getting a Cassie Nandor series on Disney plus in like a couple happy. of years. So that's interesting. I really like the character. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Um, he's amazing. He's so cool. He's and great. Diego Luna's a fantastic actor. When we have a, like we, for the first time get that kind of morally conflicted picture of the rebel Alliance where he's, he kills that guy at the very beginning. Just to keep him quiet. Just cause he knows like, I have to do this. Otherwise the empire is going to get the right. information from us. Right. Yeah. It's Guys, so good. It's so interesting. Cassian is my super dump. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And I'm trying to sit here because I really respect you guys' opinions. And there's been times too, that I, my mind gets changed a little bit. Sure. Just because, you know, unless it's like the nostalgia of Phantom Menace or something, obviously, right. That, that was a little more. We know polarizing. you Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, car, car, car Binks. Yeah. And I was sitting there trying to be like, what is it? Like, what is it about this guy? And he just, it felt like he didn't fit the part to me. Whoa. Huh. Okay. And what's going to be yeah. tough and what's going to make my argument not even look like that at all, like really diluted, is I don't know why. Right. I, and yeah. it's not because I didn't have something to super dump. I definitely don't like him in this movie. Hmm. I like his plot. I just don't like the way 
that he delivered it. And it so maybe is it, is it Cassian or is it Diego? No, Luna? it's it's Cass. It's well, it's Diego Luna. Yeah, yeah, it's the actor himself. And it has nothing. Like I am totally fine with. I love. I love that so much of this. Like there were so many accents in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And I love that we had like Latin and I love that we had like, I mean, British always happens. Like anyone evil right. is British. Yeah. That's how you decide who's, who's, who's <laughs> exactly. like imperial. It's if they're British and they're wormy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really don't know why he didn't do it for me. He did not seem, he didn't seem capable of the things that he was doing. I, mm. I think it was like, I didn't, he is pretty soft spoken. Yeah. yeah I, just like his I demeanor. Didn't, I didn't yeah. feel like I needed a, a bigger, which Harrison Ford's not massive, but like he felt like a Han Solo kind of character. And I feel like I just needed him to have a little bit more wear and tear. It was yeah. a really picky super dump. Yeah. It was definitely That's my super dump. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe as we go, I can redeem myself a little bit as we go further and, and stuff comes to mind. But yeah, I think it was a little bit soft spoken. Um, I don't know. I, I, I love that he saw some good in Jen and it kind of turned him. Sure. I just don't know if that was delivered in a way that I could believe it. I agree. I'll agree with that. Like that, yeah. that element completely falls flat. For yeah. It me felt like that upon, was such a big part of it. Upon and so repeat viewings that mm-hmm. just doesn't That's really not, hold up to me. My, yeah. My interpretation, I guess is just different watching it. Cause I, I, I didn't get the vibe that Jin herself is anything that changed him completely, but more so that he was already kind of on the fence and feeling conflicted about a lot of the things he was, he has done. Cause like, sure. Yeah. I mean, we get that reaction shot at the beginning when he has to kill that guy. And he knew exactly who to go to that was already also on the fence to form the team for rogue one. Like he knew. So to me, it was like, he's he's going to have those conversations. Effective pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Like clearly he's been talking to people about like, man, we're doing some stuff that I don't love right I now. See that. That's yeah. fine with me. Uh, but we need, I, I think, I don't know, at least for me, I think it would have helped if we had those conversations. Yeah, maybe. Which in you an know? eight hour television show, we would have gotten a couple of them. Exactly. I yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I hear both of you. I, I, I don't necessarily jump on board, but I definitely hear where you're both coming from with your super dumps. That's interesting. Mine is also similarly complicated. We'll get to it. Okay. Uh, it's interesting, right? I feel like sometimes the better the movie not always, but sometimes the better the movie, the harder it is yeah. to come up with a super dump yeah. that doesn't feel like you just had to do one. And to narrow mine down, I, I totally agree with everything that you're saying about Cassian's character, like what he's written sure. to do. It's the acting. Yeah, sure. And yeah. it's not something as egregious as like a Hayden Christensen or something like that. <laughs> right. It, it was are. just like a, man, I wish you were like Javier Bardem or right. I wish you were, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Just wasn't it for me. Yeah, interesting. So um, yeah, we, one of the things about this movie that, I think is so, both so fun, but could also be really overwhelming is how rapidly we do meet such a huge cast of characters. Yeah. I mean, there's like a whole team worth of people that we are meeting and getting to know in this movie. One of which, can we talk about K2 for a little bit? Yeah. KJ52, man. KJ52. Oh my <laughs> That's what I gosh. always was thinking. Wow. Definitely not his uh, name, but K2, I just K2SO. Yeah. I just Dr. Stranged out of my body when you said KJ52. That was so weird. Yeah. K, K2SO. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. K2SO played by Alan Tudyk, who is amazing. One of those disappear into character type guys yes. that I love. I thought when I was gearing up for a rewatch that I was going to be annoyed by K2SO. K2, K2, K2 to Disney is almost my super pump. He he's was not so my super pump. good. He's a big he's pump amazing. for sure. His jokes are funny. I remember yeah. leaving and being like, Kitu is a little too Marvel. I, He's not. I yeah. like the helplessness of 3PO, but boy, there was a moment there that I was like, I wish this was the 3PO character. I wish <laughs> right. K2 was the one that was always yeah. like, but his, they're completely different. Did his death 
hurt you? Yeah. Because oh, it hurt yeah. me. Because his eyes looked like more like human eyes when they're dark. Yeah. Right. Like, there was so much about how they did that, but it was, it was excellent. Him yeah, getting the it. gun, yep. I think is a perfect example he's of- He's very funny. He's very funny. Yeah. But I think that moment is a perfect example of sort of some of the forced character development that you're talking about, Doge. Yes, absolutely. Like, more time would have made him going, you you consistently surprise me, Jen Erso. Yeah. Would yeah. have made me go, yeah, she's good at that. Imagine if that is like, we're, we're headed into the last- 30 minutes of a 10 episode limited series. And they've been more contentious for longer. Oh my gosh. Like that gut punch of all these characters, spoilers dying at the end. Right. Yeah. That to me, that lands so much better. Yeah. If we've had time with these characters. Yeah. I even wish like, well, uh, what I love about him is, I don't know if there's a name for this kind of character in storytelling, but he's the one who almost takes a step outside of the plot and is, he's just brutally honest about everything that's going on. Like if something stands out to him, he's, he's like, almost that's a great You chorus. should not give her a gun or, mm-hmm. or those kind of things. Yeah. It's like how I felt about Hook in yeah. Hook. Yeah. About saying like, what? Like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like just yeah. to have that character that comes out and has some kind of commentary. He's like a single everything. person Greek chorus in that way. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it's just appropriate though. Like, I think it's been tried before and that just flops. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just like to point to be like, it's like more of a nudge to the ribs of like, I can't believe you gave her a gun. Well, if it's done wrong, it is a poor attempt at making Deadpool. Mm, yeah. You know, like if, yeah, that, yeah. if that is done with, with too heavy of a hand, all of a sudden you're accidentally a bad Deadpool Yeah, and not a funny, fun K2SO. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think that's a delicate balance to track. I think um, I want to give all the credit here to Gareth Edwards for a lot of things. I think he, yeah. He did made this job. movie with a really like masterful hand. Uh, you guys know the story of how the, how Scarif, the last planet yeah. got its name, I read right? That. Tell no. it. It's so good. Gareth Edwards uh, couldn't, couldn't crack the nut on naming that last planet. Uh, and then went to Starbucks on a break and said, this drink is for Gareth. And they had written Scarif on his cup when he went to pick it up. And so Get that's out of here. That's why the last planet in this movie is named Scarif. My guess is, it was probably, what's your name? And then it was, oh, Scareth. Scareth. It's Scareth. Yeah. Scareth. 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 Yep. Scareth. Our boy Scareth Edwards. It would have been called Scarter. 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 Sean. Jordan. Jordan. Stoge. Sean. Stoge feels like a pretty cool Stoge. name. Yeah. Stoge. So um, there's a lot of moving parts early on in this movie, but one of the more important things is that Galen's alive. Yep. We're going yep. after him together. I'm supposed to kill him. You don't know that. Have we already destroyed Jetta City? No, because we haven't met Chirrut. 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 Yeah. Chirrut and, and Bays. Bays. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about them for a little bit? Yes, please. Yeah. I. So this is where things are going to get spicy. Yeah. Um, and this is where things get complicated for me. Because I really love Chirrut and Bays. And they are also my super dump for this movie. Absolutely. It is so weird because I think as characters, they are fascinating. They are interesting. Yeah. They are so cool and they do not belong here. Yep. It, it's just, it feels like somebody said, can we please put a ninja in star Wars? Yeah. Like, can we just put somebody who does a bunch of flips with a staff? Martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, why though? I'm totally fine with that. If it's more than like, if they're an important part of the narrative, right. They just, but they're really not. They're kind of just hanging out. They're guardians of the Kyber crystals, right? Like that's their thing. Uh huh. Yeah. They guard the temple, but Mm -hmm. I don't know why they join up with the rebellion. Well, there's not any Kyber crystal left, right? 
that's well, why he's some that's just being taken. Yeah, their temple was destroyed. So that's that's the kind of thing where it's just like to me, that's another example of of K two getting a gun at the end. Just like, oh, right. I guess they're part of the team now because yeah. they're main characters in our movie and they're on the poster. So well, of course they're part of the team. And I would have watched a whole series alone or a whole movie alone about the guardians of the kyber crystals and what they're doing and like part of yeah. their like fight against the empire to save that. Yeah. But instead we get these two really cool, completely wasted unbelonging characters. In Absolutely. This movie. And yeah. yeah, they're, they're my super dump because and part, part of the reason they're my super dump is because I like them. Yeah. And yeah. every time I see them, I'm like, ah, waste. Yeah. What a waste. But like when you think back over this movie, they don't affect the plot in any way. No, I know. Except for flipping the switch and anybody could have done that. I want yeah. to disagree with you, but I can't. Yeah. I because know. I like them so much. And that's the same. We, have, yeah. we feel the same it way about sucks, it. It sucks, right? It's like, ah, oh, you're, you're cool. And they're both fantastically mm-hmm. like acted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I love the idea of somebody blind being guided by the force to walk. He's the yeah. only one that doesn't stumble when they all have bags over their heads. I think that's yeah. really interesting. Um, but yeah, man, they just don't, this is not their movie. They shouldn't yeah. be here. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. They make for a great trailer cut or true. Two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, they were a part of, they were almost a part of what my super pump is. And I'll say almost because what <laughs> I felt like crazy split opinions. On I know. This movie. No, it's no, no, no. What I, what I thought was my super pump. Okay. <clears throat> or no, they were almost a part of what is my super pump, but because it fell flat, they weren't right. because I thought rogue one has done better than any other movie in being intimate. There's sure. this intimate yeah. knowledge of the rebels and, and the lower rung right? Like not our head honchos. We hardly spend any time with them. Right. On the good side, on the bad side, we get a lot of time, but that's a good thing. Um, and then we also have this intimate look at like force as a religion. It's like, here's what the force does for those that can't animate it. Right. Like here, here's what the force does for those that don't have that as a part of their bloodstream. Right. Yeah. And I love that. And, and then also too, it's like, Hey, not all the bad guys really start bad. We get that with Finn blatantly. Sure. But for the guy who designed the death star to see yeah. that he, this was his plan, I think is brilliant. It yeah. doesn't feel like just pulling a rabbit out of a hat or something like that. Right. No, I think that's really but they, good. I think what that's what they were trying to also do with the rest of the theme with our other two characters that you super dump in, in saying like, being one with the, like this force sure. type thing, yeah. like being religiously sold out monkish with the force. Yeah. And it just, this, that fell flat. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. and I think cause everything else around it was doing such a good job of not trying too hard to be intimate. Yeah. Like it was just is naturally the intimacy. Intimate. What you're saying your super pump is. Yeah. Oh, okay. My yeah. super pump is the intimacy. Yeah. No, I think that's yeah. great. And I think that, that they had a chance, but we don't get it. We don't get sure. any shot to be man. I sure. just, every like, Every criticism that I feel like we have of this movie, I keep thinking like that, that could be turned into a great strength of this story. Sure. If, if there was we more time. had time. Yeah. No, I think that's true. Man. Um, speaking of strengths though, somebody else that I want to bring attention to just new characters that are really good. Riz Ahmed as yeah. um, Bodhi. Bodhi. Yeah. But whenever they say his name for the first half of this movie, they say Bodhi. Bodhi. Yeah. Bodhi. And Bodhi. it sounds like they're saying booty. Yeah. Bodhi. <laughs> Bodhi. Um, dude, he's so good. Reason I'm at is good. Is he bad ever? Yeah, he's never bad. Yeah. How close to this was so Nightcrawler? Like um, this he, would have been a couple years after Nightcrawler. I, think. Yeah. I felt like they were pretty close together. And I was like, this dude. What year was this? 20, this is 2016. 16. Yeah. So yeah, I think Nightcrawler is 2014. So it would have been okay. 2014, 2015. I'll do maybe. a check for us. He is. Uh, 
Riz Ahmed is almost too good for this movie. No, I agree with that. I feel the same way about Mads and Ben Mendelsohn, but they're re- they're all reined in in but, a good way. But Mads, good job. Mads and Ben Mendelsohn are playing off of each other and they share scenes together. Sure, yeah. Riz Ahmed outclasses everybody in this movie that he shares a scene with to the point where it's like, you're from a different movie. And you're her and Forrest Whitaker, her, him and Forrest Whitaker were pretty good in the scene they shared together. Yeah. I think Forrest Whitaker is a fantastic actor. And it's Reese, right? What would you say? Reese. Reese is the actor's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reese. I'm at He, like, I mean, there is an easy way to collect data on that, that he kind of outshines people because I can't help but watch him when he's not talking. Correct. When exactly. they're sitting yep. around the table, the rebel, like the Alliance, uh, the wonderful round table that you get in most epic series. Yeah. yeah. Like, He's behind Jen and I'm not looking at her. I'm looking how he reacts and they don't even focus on him. Right. Yeah. He does a great job. I think, well, and I think that's compounded by the fact that Felicity Jones, Felicity Jones is somewhat bland in this movie to me. Disagreed. I, I am not, she doesn't do anything that impresses me in this. Oh, I disagree too. I really, really like her. In fact, I think that she is, the prime candidate for like a very strong, like female lead to kind of pave the way in star Wars, like her and Ray kind of side by side as really great, like characters to lead. You're blowing my mind right now. Really? I don't, I don't see that in Jen at all. I see, I see a character that like has growth and agency because the plot is just pushing her along. Hmm. Um, I, I definitely think that the plot is pushing her along in the same way that the plot is pushing Luke Skywalker along. Like I, I don't well, sure, think that yeah. those things are mutually exclusive to have like a, a, a really interesting character who is being driven by plot. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that those two things are necessarily exclusive, but I think Felicity Jones does a, a really great job in this movie just, for me. Yeah. For Jordan. I think she does a great job. Huh? I think she does a good job. I'm in the middle. We got great, good, and I wouldn't put poo-poo. her up with Daisy Ridley, but I think she's in the middle. Somewhere. I don't. I don't think that they are yeah. equivalent, but I do think that she deserves to be in the the same breath. You know, I can see that. Fair. Yeah. If you're looking forward to more spicy takes like these, don't touch that dial while we head over to talk about shout announcements. <laughs> talk about talk about. Welcome to Shout Announcements, the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. Here we go. I want to give a shout out to Carter Station. It's where we are. Oh, I was like, no. Yes. Yes, we are. Welcome welcome to Willis Manor. Hmm. Yes, I feel welcome. I also want to give a big shout out to, was it Old Hag Pizza? Old Hags. We ate some Old Hags Pizza and it was delicious. (laughs) That's no way to talk about your mother. (laughs) Nice. Sick bird. I will cry about that later. <laughs> also, one final shout out goes to podbean.com because we pay them money and we put, put stuff, stuff on, on them. Mostly our podcast. podcast. That's podbean.com. Podbean. Big shout out to Story Shape Life. Uh, if yeah. you haven't listened to the first season, uh, go ahead and do that. It's awesome. It's on the Enneagram. If you've uh, never heard of the Enneagram, it's a pretty cool uh, personality. Uh, what would you call it? What, do, what is it normally called? Personality quiz? Yeah, it's like a like personality a archetypes. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, it's called a, like a personality profile. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and we usually say it's more about putting you in a lane than in a box, right? That kind of thing. That's not just confining. It's just saying, hey, you. This might play into. Some what of are your, your numbers, everybody? I don't remember. I'm a two. I'm a five. I'm an eight. Huh. This makes some sense to me. Adam, are you a two as well? That makes a lot of sense too. Uh, it's good to tell because of your midichlorians. Um, 
They're higher than even Master Yoda's. Even Master Yoda. Even Master Yoda's. Season two of Story Shape Life will be out very soon, if not already. I know that Ben has gone through the editing process, and so that, that should be coming out soon. It's going to be very much about uh, emotions. Yeah. yeah. You hear our pretty voices, man. You hear our pretty voices we there are, on the introduction. We do guarantee that we will be the worst part of those episodes. Oh, Absolutely. without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, I promise we will also be every part of our Instagram. So if you want to follow our Instagram, uh, anytime you hear voices, it's always us. That's true. It's very much like this podcast. In <laughs> fact, true. it's clips from this podcast. It is. It's mostly this clips. podcast. Yeah. Much it like Podbean. It's mostly our podcast. It's yeah. almost entirely dedicated dot to this com. podcast. Instagram.com. Yeah. yeah. If you want to go check that out. Um, but Doge, uh, I gave him the opportunity, silly me, to uh, shout himself out, but he was too good of a person to do that. Uh, he's yeah. also a very talented person. Such so I think five, it's a, it's definitely uh, worth a follow. Classic five, <laughs> dude. What a classic five move. <laughs> uh, another classic five move that I'll have is to give you some good old information, which is like candy yes. to people like me. Got him. Coming in January, uh, we're going to have a, an opportunity for you guys, the listeners, Chunk Nation, you know who you are out there, uh, to support us. So we'll be launching uh, a new way for you to engage with our content. And to be clear, all the content that you have is not going away. You're yeah. still going to get a mini Monday and a movie every week, every week. Uh, but if you want more, if that's not enough two chunks for you, then we've got good news for you coming in January. So stay tuned for that. And stay tuned for the rest of this episode, which starts right now. We're going back. And we're back. So, Jetta City. Bye. Blowed up. Big it's bada gone. boom. Uh, what do you guys think about the mind erasing tentacle monster? Yeah, I don't love it. I don't love it because it doesn't erase his mind. And it honestly doesn't mess him up for very long. All you gotta right? do is remind them of their job. Right. Exactly. Back. Yeah, he's like Babadook. What is the name? The Babadook. Yeah, it's the Babadook. No, okay, the Babadook. John Wick! It's the it's the Bakugan. He sticks the Bakugan on him. Don Wick Wick! The Bakugo. Don Wick. Don Wick Wick. Yeah, and then uh What if you just did that with any like Something one of your friends tells you that you're just not satisfied with. You just name that thing. I wish I could just name that thing and have people take them away. <laughs> he says all that stuff. He's like, Babadook. And then they just go on. He's like, what, Babadook? <laughs> Sorry. So Saw um, accepts his fate. Yeah. He accepts what he saw in front of him. Yes. That was weak. <sighs> and he blows up. The scene of them flying out oh, off of Jetta. Oh, it. We've totally cool. missed an opportunity here. Tell me. Uh-huh. What's the name of uh, Dead Gummit? What's the guy from Nightcrawler? What's his name? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal? No, the guy in oh, this oh, movie. Oh, Reese Ahmed. Reese Ahmed. Reese Ahmed. What's his character's name in this Bodhi. movie? Great. Now I can do my hypothetical scene here. Okay. Hello, Bodhi. Do you want to play a game? Oh, and then yeah. he brings saw, in the Babadook. Saw, yeah, no, that's, yeah, yeah, and then oh, the game so he good. escapes is the Babadook. Yeah. yeah. The guy, and then the guy from Princess Bride is there. Yeah. Yeah, ben, which wait, one? Ben Mendelsohn? Wallace Ben is Ben Mendelsohn. No, the guy from the actual Saw movie is Ben Mendelsohn. Big budget Wallace Shaw. Who Saw? Wallace Shawn. Who from Saw? Saw's is in, protagonist is Wesley. Absolutely not. You're out of your mind. Matthew, is that real? Matthew Modine? No, that is the guy from Stranger Things who looks like Carrie Ells, who oh, is the main yeah, character right. yeah, from yeah. The Princess Bride. That is who is in Saw. You're crazy. 
Let's do this right now. Let's do this live on the air right now. Yeah, I definitely won't edit out any of this silence. It's Carrie Els. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> Carter, you magnificent beast. Carter with that deep pull. So I had no idea. So Jetta City gets blowed up and they're flying it out and it's very cool. It is so cool. It's and amazing. honestly so scary. Yes, very much. The city like folding in on itself is I find deeply frightening. This is one of Ben's best like character development. Like just watching it. Oh yeah. Oh, As if he was at time. an aquarium. Big time. Yes. He's like, that's so beautiful. Uh, is Tarkin up on the Death Star next to him? Yeah. Let's talk about Tarkin. Dump. Enormous dump okay. for CG Tarkin. It. If we want Tarkin in this movie, I think we have two options that are not this the- gross CG skinwalker that deeply unsettles me. <laughs> you want to Paul Walker him instead? No. I think <laughs> we, we have him as a blue hologram. By the way, Paul Walker's in Fast and Furious 9. What? Okay. I know. Is like archival footage, maybe? It's this. No, I they're well, doing, I mean, I know they're they doing the thing footage. of like the superimposing his face over oh, his brother no. thing. Anyways, keep going. But anyway, like if you if you can have Tarkin in this movie, have him a blue hologram like the Emperor. And right. he is he is off. He's not on the Death Star, and then at the very last moment to come take credit for it, he's like, My shuttle will be arriving shortly. And that's when Krennic loses his mind. And we don't see Tarkin in person. And then we can have CG and it won't look super weird because it's already this kind of distorted effect. Or just recast. Nobody's going to be mad that Peter Cushing is not is alive. It's like yeah. Charles Dance. Charles Dance would have been phenomenal for no, that. No, because then I just would have been mad that he got wasted as a one-off Tarkin in one of the... Here's... You want to know my take yeah. on it? It's so cool and scary. Uh-uh. I hate it. It's both cool and scary. It's I how I feel it. about... We just talked about deepfake. Yeah. Where deepfake is like the coolest and most frightening technology out there to me right now. Yeah. This is the same way. It's so how you feel about James Dean being in a new movie. Yeah. Do, have we talked That's about different. that? I don't I think we talked about that last. I don't week. love that. At how all. is that different? Is he, I mean, are we going to see a biopic about how he died? No, like he's, it's a role quote played by James Dean. Yeah. CG James no, Dean. Is I like hear you. Playing and playing the role. I see the gross Venn diagram here. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, More than that, the visual effect doesn't work for me. Yeah, like, it, I don't for a second believe that this is a real flesh and blood human. Dead. Yeah, it's. A I'll say dead. why the James Dean thing's a little bit worse is his death was like a known tragedy. Yeah, right. It's like bringing back Heath Ledger. Or, yeah, no, I'm, I agree with you. But is this the scene where we get you stand here amidst my accomplishments? Uh, no, that's way later. That's later after Galen dies. Is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. In case we forget, just to brush by that scene real quick, that's his best moment. In oh, the yeah. Movie. Ben Mendelsohn is so good in this. Mm-hmm. He's incredible. Yeah. I, I still have a hard time seeing him without going, can we get some girls in here from the, the Dark, Dark Knight. Knight Rises? Oh, but yeah. Still Dead good. Gummit. Yep. Still very good. Um, so after this is um, the mad dash to Edu, right? I believe so. Yeah. With yeah. The, uh, the construction facility on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The long walkway. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of important plot stuff that happens here. There's honestly not a lot to talk about other than no. it's, it's some great moments. Um, it's some cool moments. Yeah. Edu is really cool. And um, I love watching Cassian change his mind. Yeah. This is, this is one of the moments where the movie feels the most rushed to me. Oh, okay. Because we have several characters doing a 180 here. Like Cassian, uh, and I understand it's not a 180, but we have not 
we have not presented him beginning to make enough of a turn to make this not feel like a 180. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And I feel the same way about Jen. Jen does a pretty huge 180 in this scene after her dad dies. Yeah. Cassian does like a 130 to finish out an in yeah. progress 180, exactly. but he barely got any of the way down. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. And most of his 50 happened off screen. Right. This. Yeah, exactly. no, I do agree with God, that. So I can't, I haven't played Tony Hawk in a long time. So yeah, it's, it's tough for me. It's to triangle with a left yeah. trigger, I think. Uh-huh. Okay. I was talking about SSX tricky, but Tony Hawk oh, works too. It's tricky to <laughs> rock around. I buy Jin's turn more. Yeah. This is okay. a father. She didn't know if he existed anymore. Finally saw him, could see what he stood for. So now I got to finish it. Now I got to finish yeah, it. I buy that too. And I, and I, I buy Cassian only because I'm willing to buy into the fact that he's already been struggling. I do agree. I would have loved to see more. Yeah. I would yeah. have loved to have seen His more. felt like one of the bigger plot points. Sure. That we don't get enough time for. Yeah. Sure. And I it agree. was too influential for me to just In like, fact, buy it's it. funny. One of the best lines of character development in the movie is K2. <laughs> With, like his whole like. I don't trust her. I don't trust her. And then like, as he watches her, he's like, she's not so bad. I guess yeah. 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 it's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's fun to watch it. And, and, and it's, uh, it's funny also. So Carter, something you said last week about how the newer star Wars movies are funny has completely changed my world. Last week, you, oh, last yeah. week you mentioned that they're, they feel funnier than any star Wars before because the jokes actually land. Yeah. They're actually the good. Jokes are well written. Yeah. And that has completely shifted yeah. my paradigm on it's, star wars it's so way. weird yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it's what happened to me in the watch too because it was like why does this feel different yeah and it's because it was always there it just the, wasn't done well because it's right. actually landing now <laughs> yeah. yeah right yeah no i completely agree that was a really great point um after this our funny little band are told no we're not going to do your plan um it's just not going to happen that's fun to see you i like i said earlier i love the the round table mm, always kind of experience there but i also love rallying the troops and forming rogue one. Yeah. I think it's cool that we get to see like the accidental cool naming of their <laughs> yeah. group and their ship. That's what happened to two chunks, right? Yeah. We were just yeah. like, we, we were submitting it to iTunes and they're like, we need a podcast name. And we're like, uh, looking around at us. And I was, it was just <laughs> yeah. like double chins as far as the eye can see. And then David, yeah. and then we're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so everything that happens over and on Scarif, can we just blanket so good? Yeah. Scarif is the Citadel, like the tower. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. Dubai in space. <laughs> yeah. Basically. That's a great. Yeah. Um, that shield. gate. Oh, hey, this same whole, thing. this whole like third act fight on Scarif is my super pump. Yeah. Oh, that makes this sense. is some of, this is probably actually, is this the only dog fighting we have in the Disney star Wars? No, we get some over, um, are there any space battles in, oh, the well, if you're classifying it as only space, then yes, I think so. I can't wait. Think, is, last Jedi has, does the last Jedi have a space battle? Yeah. The last Jedi is like 90% space battle, right? I mean, they're in space. It's true. But technically we're always all in space. It's yeah, a lot of space battle. I mean, you don't feel like, uh, the beginning of revenge of the Sith is space battle. I mean, in the, I said in the Disney, the Disney ones. ones. Oh, yeah. but this does remind me very much of the beginning of revenge of the Sith in yeah. terms of just like cool ship designs, cool scale ship uses. Was this the first time we, we we've seen a fleet at the tail end of Lightspeed when the rebels come in? I don't know, but I love that effect. No, No, we've seen it before. That was in Return of the Jedi. The fleet all arrives there. But it's so cool. It's such a cool sight. It's Um, great. Something Uh, I read. The the Calamari cruisers look great in this. And those, those, uh, the Mon Calamari puppets 
really, really still work mm. for me. The yeah. captain's chair that they sit in that's like floating over that the glass Admiral window oh, yes. on the so bottom. Good. Yeah. It's like an upside down angler. Yes. Yeah. Type thing it's down there. so good. Um, so I read something that Blue Squadron here in this movie was intended to be what Red Squadron was in episode four. But the effects that they were using wouldn't allow them to use the color blue on the X-Wings or yeah, their helmets. They so they changed screen. them. So that's why they brought in Blue Squadron here. Also, so cool. fun to note, Red 5 dies yep. here. Yep. Which is why the call sign is reassigned to Luke in episode four. Wow. We watch Red 5 die. And same Red Leader, yeah. Red Leader and Gold Leader are the same from episode four in this movie because they found a bin of unused footage from episode four and clipped them into this movie so that the same fighter pilots would be in this movie. Which would have been your better Tarkin scenario. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That, By the way, Chelsea cool. calls him Grandma Tarkin. Grandma, Grandma Tarkin. Grandma yeah. Tarkin. That sounds yeah. right. That sounds right. I So the stuff about the gate over Scarif. Oh, man, I love it. Dude, It it's that's the kind of like world building that I want more of. Like, yes, yes of course this exists. Of course there is a shielded planet that has one way in and one way out that's being guarded like some sort of transpo depot. Like, that's amazing. Makes sense, too, the way that they have the mechanics of when it closes. Right. Like, there's just this massive metal that's holding back the lasers. You yeah. Know? It's like, amazing. It's like, what's it called? Forceps in surgery where uh, they like yeah. hold open. It's like forceps over yep. this planet, which is crazy. So they go and they do this raid so that they can transmit the plans back to the rebels so that they can blow up the Death Star eventually. Yep. Um, In about like a week's time, right? Yeah, probably something like that. There's like a week between this and the end of A New Hope, probably. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we get to see a lot of sort of the building blocks of why the rebels are coming in with such high confidence, uh, why they think they can defeat this weapon. But we also see a lot of loss, which I think is very strange for a Star Wars movie to show this much. And it's what I think it's one of the things that I think sets this apart is what I think turned a lot of people off to this movie, because a lot of people Mm. that I've talked to did not love this. Really? They're like, oh, man, I can't believe you liked that one. Interesting. Because they're. I don't know. Like it, it tonally, like this is super different. It's a war movie. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really feels like a, just a war movie set yeah. in the Star Wars universe, which I'm, I'm for, I think it's great. Um, but yeah, this whole raid on Scarif is intense. Yeah. I think Very Disney's, intense. I think Disney is about to do this again in another, I think this is what's going to happen to Milan to just take yeah. a, a Disney yeah. aside because they, they said it's going to be a war epic. Yeah. And it's going to make a lot more sense that there's not music in this and people yeah. singing along when you see like what's happening. The loss. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Remember us talking about her kill count was like <laughs> far and away the most of any Disney characters, thousands. But yeah. 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 I just thought that was an interesting. No, that is great. Man, I'm excited for that. Yeah, me too. It's going to be good. So on Scarif, we have um, some scenes of note, which is I'm one with the force. The force is with me. The walk through uh, all of the. Uh, blaster fire to go flip the switch could have been way more impactful. I'm, I'm totally so viewing too. that now in, in a yeah. different way. I think know? so too. Each of our team gets a really good, like last stand moment. Yeah, yeah. they definitely do. That's true. Uh, I think my favorite is still K2. Yeah. Um, K2 is doors. K2 is the one besides Cassian and Jin that I feel like actually makes a, a mark on me as a character. Sure. Yeah. What is it? With, yeah. Star Wars has always done droids. Well, Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's not a bad. There thing. is something with droids that falls under the dog. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They can the be. They're not a, a person, so you're not projecting any bad experiences you've had with people onto them. Sure. But then they're more like Doug from Up, where it's just like right. I am. I am person. I'm anthropomorphizing 
you. That's right. Word, right? Yeah. That's a word, yeah. right? Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, in the Rise of Skywalker trailer, there seems to be this charge into battle and BB-8 is near the front line and I'm more worried about him than anybody else. Yeah. Right. Because I'm like, are they going to... Deflate that little soccer ball. Don't do it. Pop Don't pop him. Don't pop him. Don't pop him. Don't pop. Don't pop BB-8. So, yeah. On Scarif, we also get the climb for the plans. Yeah, uh, this is good. Real intense. Krennic getting all crazy. Um, something else that I think is really fun is when the rebels break through. And like actually show up to start doing some damage up on that gate. Oh yeah. Like the mix of, and we've said this before, this is when Star Wars is at its best. When some stuff's happening up in the sky and stuff's yep. happening on the ground. Yeah. This is Star Wars at its peak when stuff like this is happening. Yeah. It, it, there's something so high stakes about if either side of this operation goes south, we're in trouble and you got to count on both of them to go well. Yeah. Yep. It just, it's like a heist. It's instantly like, Oh, here we go. Star Wars is pretty good with conflict. Yeah. I think I agree on every level because there's a lot of lightsaber battles that I think I might put up in the peak too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think something that they do really well at the Citadel, is that what we're calling the tower? Yeah. Uh, Rogue One in general did a good job of mechanics. I was like, sometimes stuff is, it feels like it's intense for the sake of a movie. You know, it's like, uh, I'll explain this. So the way that they can grab essentially the book, the way that they can grab the files feels like exactly like it, it made sense to me. Like that's how you that's have to you store it, yeah. these things. Yeah. And it's in the tower and you have to go up and grab them like that. But when sometimes in movies you're like, man, you're making this really difficult on them and you're exactly. only doing that so that it's like this message will self-destruct. And it's like a mission yeah, impossible right. type thing yeah. so that we can be like, wow, I can't believe they pulled it off. But for this one, it was like, they walk in no knowledge. They've never been in here before. And this thing's a little relatively complicated, but that's probably cause it's, that's how it is. I don't know. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like it, it like the, it sets the stage for, for intensity pretty well, pretty well, this, naturally. This me. movie does well what the prequels didn't do well, which is expansive world building that feels lived in and viable. Mm. Like, yeah. uh, we get like, that's, that's the thing about star Wars. Right. And that's what set, set it apart from star Trek at the time that it came out. Cause star Trek, the future is shiny and Chrome, uh, unintentional Mad Max. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> uh, and then in star Wars, it's dingy and dirty and we're on this backwater desert planet and right. things are falling apart. And the milk uh, is blue. The milk is blue, which means it's very old and very sour. Uh, but rogue one picks up that aesthetic really well too. Right. Like there's stuff here. The, the props they made for this movie look old. Yeah, like they yeah. look like they've been I used for 50 years. So, um, this planet Scarif is blown up much like Jetta city. Well, the, this area of Scarif is blown up much like Jetta city, um, eliminating all of our cast of newly beloved people that we have found and delivering the plans to the ship up in the sky. The first draft of this story, none of the cast died, uh, because they thought Disney would want to make rogue Two, probably. Oh, uh, and it ended with a wedding. No, probably, probably Cassian and Jen. Yeah. So I was going to say, I actually choose to ignore the romance implied briefly between Cassie. And I really Jen. don't think there's any implied. I think it's, I think it was supposed to be implied and I choose to say no. Do you think their longing looks at each other? Is that more of a, That's how I look at all my homies. We almost died. Yeah. I think their look at each other at the end is like, we did it. I can't believe we did it. Yeah. Like there's hope in the galaxy and then they die. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't see any romantic. We sports ish. Sure. Connotation of the relationship. We have all. not said we sports on this 
podcast in a long time. It's been a while. I'm glad it's back. Star it back. Wars is very family friendly. It is. So, Star Wars is not, rated E for everyone. Why weren't we talking about Wii Sports in the prequels? I'll tell you that. That's true. I'll so, tell you that. I never. They blow that. everybody up, and now I want to jump back in time in this movie. Oh, to a specific back to canister on a specific fiery planet. Yeah, this is our first time that we see Vader in live action floating in his like healing back to canister. Uh huh. Um, this is the first time that we see his body without the suit on it since episode three. Yeah. And we get to watch him choke out Krennic a little bit. This, this movie is the first time I've been able to see Vader as Anakin. Yep. And I think it's, it's because it takes place so close to yep. Revenge of the Sith, but it's the first time for me that I'm able to be like, Oh man, that's Anakin in that suit. That sucks. Yep. Yeah. So if you're, Listening to this episode, then you knew there was a scene that we had to talk about before oh, yeah. the episode ended. This scene is my super pump. Are you talking? You're talking about Vader's castle on Mustafar. No. Are you talking about the? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Vader raiding the ship. This is. I hate that this is my super pump because it's like there's a lot of other great things about this movie, but sure. man, oh, it's too. Good. I, the first time I was, I was like hyperventilating in the theater. I, I know. <laughs> Vader has, it has never been scarier. No way. Than in this hallway. Oh, it's a horror movie. It is. that Just the breathing and then the red saber comes on and everybody's screaming, help us, help us. Uh, when he lifts that guy against the ceiling and then flips his saber around to cut him. Yeah. I don't know whether to cry Dude, or crawl yeah. into a it's, safe that's space. That's the thing. And it can't help itself. New Hope can't help itself because it had no idea. Nobody exactly. knew who Vader was, even when right. they were writing him. But right. with this one, it was like, man, boy, acting does such a big thing, doesn't it? It's yeah. like, this is how everyone should act around Vader. Mm-hmm. You should be terrified. Yeah. And it yep. makes him a better villain. Yes. Instead of him yep. being the stoic one that you can't see his mouth, instead of everyone else who's around him that's just like deadpan. Right. L- well, that's dead. not what, that's not what. Anakin was ever presented as no. was stoic and silent, but he's this brash like, and crazy he's just choosing all these different ways to kill people. Yeah. Your weapons are gone. The guy that he puts up against the ceiling yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. That's he's just, he's just breaking people. Yeah. It reminded me of the, the fraction of a second that Moody, Mad-Eye Moody yeah. gets a hold of, it's not Moody obviously, but uh-huh. it's, he's getting the spider. Mm, yeah. And he's yeah. controlling the spider with the, uh, whatever curse that was. Imperio. I think so that he can, he can manipulate him. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah. And it was terrifying. It's very scary. And it's it's my super pump. It's just so cool. And I yeah. I do that. Was it you last week that talked about just being like, ah! like when yep. stuff yep. happens, that's me every time. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so hyped up whenever this scene comes That's what on. I did when Kylo Ren caught the, right. the, the blaster bolt. shot. Yeah, very like, good. Oh. So thank you, Mickey. And the uh, the scene ends. And they get away in the ship that starts off episode four. Yeah. There is um, a very cool shot of Vader standing on the open yeah, like blast door. Ugh. And then he's, we know he's about to catch up to them. And then we see, um, I, I guess we'll call her scary Leia. Yeah. Scary face Leia. This one doesn't work for me either, guys. This, this one one's worse less. than Tarkin. For uh, me. Uh, we should end this movie, him handing her the thing. And he's like, what have they sent us? Cut to black, hold black, hope. Yeah. And then roll credits. Yeah. Like we don't ever have to see her face. No. Yeah. And then roll credits in silence, not with the, like, yeah. Just, much like the, yeah, it's yep. just the, 
that seems the rhythm of Star Wars sometimes when you do yeah. something new. It's like, let's try and show off yeah. pretty things. Exactly. Well, let's try and show off pretty things, and but also let's try and be like, but remember, it's still part of this big universe. Exactly. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's what we've talked about a little bit with Marvel is like, you can make a dud and still kind of insulate yourself from criticism because people can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not saying that this was a dud. Sure. I'm not yeah, saying no. that Marvel's made a dud besides Thor the Dark World, but you can't like... Even with Thor the Dark World, you can't be like, man, just don't watch it because it's important to the story. Right. You kind of have to That's watch it. That's one of the stones. So. Yeah, exactly. I can just introduction. Thor the Dark World too. You really don't yeah. have to watch that one. I can just But it's insulated from criticism it. if it's positioned as a keystone element right. in a big franchise like right. this. You got to do it. Yeah. I agree with you. Should we rate this movie? Let's do it. Let's do it for this one. Here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we have perfected the art of rating movies using the scientific cinema scale, which is, of course, as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. After that, it's a buy it, then a rent it. That's followed by stream it and then forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we can ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. Who would like to go first? Me. Okay. I buy it. Okay. I buy it for sure. It is. There is not another Star Wars movie like this. Sure. And in a, in a, yeah, in a culturally relevant series like that, that could have a negative connotation to say that phrase. There's not anything like this. Right. But in this case it's positive and that's hard to do. Uh, and so I, yeah, I buy it 100%. Cool. I'm also going to buy it. Um, this to me feels like, uh, I think this might be the best of the Disney star Wars, uh, as a movie. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy this one. Very cool. Uh, I'm also buying it. It was so close to a poster for me. Um, it really was. There's a couple of pacing issues that kind of hold it back as a like endlessly rewatchable type movie for me, but I'm still buying it, man. This is just such a cool and, and unique. I think that's kind of what you're saying. There's nothing else. It's just so unique and um, yeah, easy purchase, easy part of the collection. I'm buying it. And next week, a different opinion. A different one. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be talking about uh, the second Disney uh, chapter of the Skywalker saga. That's The Last Jedi. Boy, I don't like the name The Skywalker Saga. You know, I don't either, but it's what they're going with. So yeah. I'm sticking with the mouse's yep. nomenclature on this I guess one. so. But uh, yeah, <laughs> The Last Jedi. Rian Johnson's masterpiece. So... Full disclosure, that's going to be an interesting discussion. This might be a spicy episode. It That one might accidentally be 90 minutes long this is my pledge though this is my pledge do you not feel like people have been saying like been waiting for that probably but i know i feel it i'm going in to the last jedi me too with fully open mind mind. i know the three of us are on two different sides sure but know that i'm doing the same thing i am i'm especially after being educated yeah, I'm glad. It, I'm glad something this spicy falls where it does. Sure. I'm also sad about that as a as a yeah. Star Wars fan. I know, but um, yeah. we'll see. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah. So make sure you tune in for that. To end today's episode, I'd like for us each to say our name, and then to name our own crew of uh, scattered different ne'er do wells from the Star Wars universe, like, much like Rogue One, like a call sign. Yeah. Yeah. For two chunks and a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders. And my crew, we're the Juicy Three. Mm. I'm Doge, and I'm part of Squad Nasty. Mm. Why? Hey, why? 
Because we're nasty. Yeah. Because we're nasty. And I'm Carter, and our crew would be called Nintendo 64. <laughs> Tell me why. Huh? Tell me why. I don't know. I just feel like you fly ships that kind of look like a joystick, and it looks like uh, Nintendo 64 would be like the controller. Yeah. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.